Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> we'll get there. Don't you guys worry. <laughs> there will be a version available at the beginning of August. Ding, ding, ding. All right. That was our winner, special. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Boy, we know how to promote, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing today? Great, great, great. Great. Just great. fumbling my way through the ad spots. You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have to record the new Spotify ad spot. So mm. do you for mm. August. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be after this. We'll do that. Good. All right. More things for me to say. Oh, today. boy. So many words to say today. It's been a busy week already, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm just in the trenches. I'm just editing and doing all sorts of... That's still of, a lot of work. It is. It's just the unsung Mine's stuff. more of this. Right. Yucka, yucka. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was talking to a member of our community. I'm taking us on a detour right up front. I have an idea for our Halloween costumes. I would also love for you in the comments to let me know what Halloween costumes you think Sean and I should get this year. Tis the season almost. I know. Did you know that cost... I know. Did you know uh, <laughs> Costco has started stocking Christmas goods as well as Halloween so, goods? Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, everything. That's amazing. They're just pushing it early. Early. Um, but anyways, what I was, I was talking to a member of our community and she was, I forget what we were even talking about because it's not really important, but she was just explaining or kind of reminding me rather of how funny college campuses are because there's just so many random things where you're like, oh, I guess, sure, that person's dressed like Dracula. Cool. And it's like March. Oh. People just are, there's always like costume parties, there's togas. Was this this college student attending college in Transylvania? Maybe. Perhaps it's standard issue there. I don't even know what they do. I'm going to go, ha, 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 Yeah. Anyway, that thing. That, yeah. Our familiar. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she mentioned that, and I'm I'm forgetting why we were talking about it. But she said that she remembers this one day in college when she was walking through the library, looking for a place to like study. I'd assume you know, and um, Gumby and Pokey were studying in the library. I was like, oh my god, Gumby and Pokey! And I was like, Sean, I should be Gumby and Pokey for Halloween. What fun costumes! And I was like, might get really hot though. I'm not sure. But anyway, does anybody know what Gumby and Pokey is? Do you know what it is? Well, I don't know what Pokey is. How could you know what Gumby is and not know what Pokey is? Well, I never really watched it, but I'm aware of the cultural reference. The green guy and his horse. Eddie Murphy used to do a uh, a Saturday Night Live skit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he always talked like a Groucho Marx brother or one of the Marx brothers. Oh. uh But dressed as Gumby. He was like, it's Gumby, goddammit, not gum. You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, Pokey's his horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So Gumby and Pokey. Yeah. Now, it's funny because as a member of our community, we both agreed that this is one of the only, like, claymation-y, cartoony things that just, like, disappeared. Like, Rocky and Bullwinkle, like, disappeared, but then they had, like, a movie and, you know, more merch and stuff. Resurgence. Mm-hmm. But there's been no interest. Gumby's agent isn't getting a lot of calls. Original work, Gumbasia, in 1953. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> 
It was Fox, like Fantasia, but with a, a green guy. Fantasia. Um, but I grew up with this, and so did this member of our community. And Nick had Gumby and Pokey little figurines. Your brother was playing with Gumby mm-hmm. and Pokey? Mm-hmm. Wow. So let me tell you a little bit about Gumby. Gumby is an American claymation, clay animation franchise centered on the titular? T-I-T. Titular. Titular? Titular. Titular? <laughs> What's titular? The, in the name of the title. Oh. I think. I, I don't know the exact I have not like, used that word. The more you know. So titular green clay humanoid character created and modeled by Art Cloakey. Gumby stars in two vil- television series, the length, the feature length Gumby, the movie, and other media. He immediately became a famous example of stop motion clay animation and an American cultural icon spawning tributes, parodies, and merchandising. Now, the Gumby show ran from 1957 to 1969 and then the Gumby movie came out in 1995 which might have been why that was like part of my world and Gumby Adventures was a television series in 1988 and there were 99 episodes Hmm. in 1988 pretty successful 1960 had 87 episodes and in 1956 they had 43 episodes it was on NBC and it was nationally syndicated if you want to impress me, because mm-hmm. it's stop motion. And they or... also had a video game. Oh. Gumby versus the Astrobots. Imagine if Gumby was on Dancing with the Stars, mm. but it's stop animation, so you'd have to move <laughs> one arm, take a picture, move the dancer, take a picture. <laughs> take a picture. That dance took forever. They're like, this one they worked on for five months. Yeah. <laughs> they it, only have a week. It's amazing when someone does do stop motion animation. Oh, I remember, I was it Chicken Run? Oh, that yeah. was another stop motion one yeah. of our time. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, that's Claymation. another one. Well, it's the same people, same person who did uh, Chicken, Chicken Run. Run. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Interesting. Yeah. Also starred Mel Gibson, I believe, didn't it? Wasn't he in that? Chicken Run? Yeah. I don't know. You always throw random shit out yeah, and you don't right. really know. We don't have I've to look Google it. it. No, you don't have to look <laughs> it. <up. laughs> I, nev- I don't even know if I actually like watched Chicken Run. I think it was like past my, t- yeah, 2000. Oh. I was like, it was past my time. But it's an adult film. It's not. Yeah, Mel Gibson was a voice in there. Okay. Mel Gibson was Rocky. Julia Swalha, Swal hmm. was Ginger. Phil Daniels, people I don't know. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, nobody else that I know. Not to say they're not important. Don't tell them that I said that. It's just I don't know who they are. Welcome to the land of I don't know who they are. Right which, now they're protesting in Los Angeles. SAG AFTRA, you know. Not just SAG. Yeah, after those after. are the the writers. Yeah, before and after. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy, I'm I'm a terrible writer. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's not your job. Right. Good. Thing. You know. All right. So anyway, but Gumby and Pokey, man. Pretty cool. We that's an option for mm-hmm. our Halloween costumes. We'll put that one up there. We're I don't know how we'll sit down here with them on. You don't sit as Gumby or Pokey. Pokey's right. a horse. Do horses sit? No. I know dogs sit. They have horses legs. lay down. You've never seen a horse sit? Wouldn't that be a show horse? Imagine? I don't think horses sit. Maybe if, maybe if they were wounded. Sit. Sit, sit yeah. boo-boo, sit. Um, I'm going to look it up. I don't know. Oh, they can't sit down without assistance or training. However, they can get into a sitting position when they get up. So they when mm. they get up, they push their, push their front and they first. look majestic like this. 
<laughs> I want a sitting horse. That's pretty cool. We'll have to put up on the screen because yeah. we can't laugh and then not share it with them. They look kind of doofy. <laughs> they do. And it's still at the top. It's a sad and useless humor. <laughs> do you know that some horses sit like dogs? I wonder if giraffes do the same thing. Maybe. Hmm. New search. What animals can't do sit? Do giraffes sit? <laughs> oh, they do. But they look really pretty. They look normal. Well, he's lying down. He's not sitting. Oh, true. Yeah. They occasionally sit or lie. I wonder if Tyrannosaurus Rex would sit. You know, he'd be chasing through the woods, eating everything, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to take a sit. And he would just sit I'm going to have a sit. In his little arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't show giraffes sitting. It shows them only laying down. Oh, okay. Hey, so, uh, mm-hmm. did you hear what happened at Twitter this week? Yeah, it's now he who shall not be named. Don't call it Twitter. It's X. X going to give it to you. Uh, give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Elon is, Musk comes out at his next conference to that song. I'm going to just die laughing. What is his obsession with the letter X? And we're, he's so different. He's different. He's different. He's got a different tune in his head. And that, that horse sitting is hilarious. Yeah. I'm saving it for you so that you can edit and put it in there so they okay. can see it and Thank enjoy you. it with us. Uh, <clears throat> if you see my mood ramp up, it's because I'm drinking a lot of Te Java. And I, I love the Te Java. Is this too much? No. Why would it be too much? <laughs> well, Sean, okay. Funny, uh, I'm sharing your personal information. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Funny thing about Sean, in the last year, he has not been able to tolerate caffeine very well. And he also doesn't tolerate spicy food very well. I'm getting old. <laughs> if it, you if you sit next to me and if I turn the microphone up on this, you'll hear my knees creak when I move. Your neck. <laughs> Um, I sent you a thing on TikTok to help with your stretches so that if those things happen, you're supposed to stretch certain ways. But I do think, obviously, that caffeine's very acidic in nature, usually, the way that it's like tea, coffee, those things are all very acidic. And I think you used to drink it on, well, not I think, I know, you used to drink it on an empty stomach. And I've never been able to tolerate that. That will That's a good way to make myself nauseous before 9 a.m. But it gets I'm you like, the, the caffeine like straight shot. Because if you, if you put it like through bread and eggs or whatever, your cereal in your stomach, then it takes a little while for it to set in. Well, then you get a nice hum. Okay. And there's no like pew, pew. Right. No steep incline or steep decline. Okay. Just cruise off into the sunset. Yeah. After 20 years of drinking coffee straight black early in the morning and lots of it, maybe a pot a day. Not every day, but <laughs> Sean pretty drinks free- so much. It's true. I'm more of like one cup. I'm a one cup person. Yeah. I'm... I'm 100 miles an hour running immediately you know that's what i like i think that it kind of goes back to what we had shared with them before how you like to get the most out of everything so he wants to get the most caffeine the fastest way yeah that he can yeah well it turns out uh now i've got heartburn all the time <laughs> that's what i said he can't tolerate it gives but him heartburn tejava is lovely I, I really like it mm-hmm. and it is stronger and i find that the caffeine from coffee is different than the caffeine from tea it is i don't know if what you know if there's different types of caffeine i have no idea but um i know that caffeine is supposed to be or that tea is supposed to be easier on you mm. it's supposed to be better for you it's less acidic i think in nature than than coffee mm. but it depends on the type of coffee too yeah. there's all sorts of different things now like cold brew that i have i think the reason that i can tolerate it better 
and I don't ever get nauseous from it, even if I did drink it on an empty stomach, is because it's like brewed and then filtered again, like cold filtered. So it's like a double, a double doozy. Oh, a little different. Very interesting. So, but I don't know. I don't feel like Googling. You guys let me know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sue, our science wanker, maybe she can tell us about tea. Right. I don't like green tea or I didn't used to like green tea. It would turn my stomach. Yeah. I would, I'd feel queasy. I wonder if you're allergic to whatever's in there. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. I guess I could look it up, but I just, uh, you know. Yeah, we haven't really bothered yep. this whole time I've known you. But didn't we learn that it's like only like real green tea at a certain amount? Because you can have like a green tea with lemon, like a buy it canned at the 7-Eleven. And you're right. like, I'm fine because it's not real green tea at a high percentage. Maybe. I'm not sure. Hmm. Like the Arizona iced tea. The Zona, mm-hmm. as PD calls it. Mm-hmm. What's PD's last name? Debro? I don't know. Yeah. The Zona. The Zona. <laughs> he's a New Yorker. Uh-huh. He's so funny. Um, I don't drink water. I drink Zona. Yeah. He's like, if you want to poison me, you're going to have to, ca- you can't poison the water. It's not going to work. He has one of the funniest videos. So there, there's a comedian that we know um, in New York. We went and saw him perform. And he has this video that it, it, it lives in my brain rent free. <laughs> and it's so New York. It just, so PD's, I think, where is he from? Like the Bronx? I think so. Yeah. So imagine a, you know, a, a good Bronx accent, you know, and Petey went to prison for a little while for, it was like forgery or something when he was yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's out and he's, he's refined. Yeah, he's and, reformed. He's, he's a comedian. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's like a, he's got the street accent, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and um, it's great because he's sitting on the subway. There's and, nothing like a really thick New York accent. It's a, it's one of the better ones. Or you know? Long Island. Long a Long Island. Island accent. Right. I love or Boston. Right. I love my Eastern folks and your accents. Hmm. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, it's okay. So Petey has a really strong. He's got a Bronx. video that lives in my head rent free. And basically the man is sitting on a subway one day in summertime. I don't know if you remember this. And as he's sitting on the, the, the doors open for the subway at oh, the station. Yes. And on, it's just him in the subway cart. The no pigeon. one else. Yeah. And then a pigeon walks the pigeon on. pigeon gets onto the, the subway. Doors close and the pigeon looks up at him. And then turns its head and is just riding the subway with him. And he's like, yo, pigeon, where you going? What you doing today, pigeon? Where you stopping at? <laughs> the the train would come to, or the subway would come to a stop. The doors would open. The pigeon would go, oh, this isn't your stop, pigeon? Okay. It rode for quite a few stops. And then it just got off like it, it knew off. where it was going. It knew exactly. It was like, mm, okay, now we're, I don't even know. Yeah. I got to get off at of 51st. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it was so strange. I forgot about that. Yeah. And that lives in my, I'm like, when animals adapt to human transportation systems. Oh, it's so hilarious. Like dogs sometimes taking the bus without their owners. Mm-hmm. You see that in the mm-hmm. internet once a while. You know, what if the horse got on the bus and sat down? You'd have to give him your seat, right? He'd look so dumpy. He'd have to sit where those handicapped seats are that fold up. Oh, and yeah. make space for his bottom. Yeah. Too big. Yeah. A little bottom heavy. Horses have a good dunk a dunk That's how <laughs> they gallop, gallop. That's how, with all those muscles. Right. It's like our Roxy. Okay, so we have an update. We went out to the lake and um, pray for rain, do a rain dance, pray to whoever you pray to because our lakes are very low. But Roxy's not the best when it comes to uh, staying on the craft and going through the water. She doesn't want to get on the boat but she'll get on the boat and then immediately wants to be with me and then she's with me she wants to be with sean okay so 
Let's set it up. We go down okay. to the lake. We go to this place called Austin Pedal Kayaking. If you're Love in, them. Oh, I should have worn my shirt, but I haven't washed it yet. Oh. So anyway. If you happen to be in the area, mm -hmm. in the Austin area, if you drive over to Lakeway, which mm -hmm. is on the lake, <laughs> hence Lakeway, uh, there's this wonderful spot, and it's called Austin Pedal Kayak. They're yeah, great APK. people. They'll take care of you. Great rentals, great dock, the whole nine yards. Zach is awesome. Yep. They'll teach you how to paddle if you don't know how to. They have... Um, Tandem? No. No. A dualies? What do they call those? Where one person sits in front of the they other? They call them the double pedal kayaks or double regular kayaks. And then they have singles. Right. And then they also have stand-up paddleboarding, which is... Which is know, what I prefer to do. You're like a new schooler. You know, you're doing tricks and stuff. <laughs> I don't real. do that. You're out there doing yoga on your head. I really you know? don't. Um, me, <laughs> I just paddle. So uh, we take Roxy out. Roxy is not allowed being on a stand-up paddleboard because her little claws will Yeah, it's foam on top. Her. And I tried to bring mine... Because I do, my mom got me a blow-up paddleboard. She actually got you a kayak as well. But we were running really late and we got there and they usually blow it up for me and I have to put the fin in and get everything set up. And anyway, because we only had an hour before they closed, I was just like, forget about it. For yeah. Forget about it. So we jump in, in their vehicles or their, their, their little golf watercrafts. Oh. Oh, yeah. They're rental things. Yeah. We're they down in the dock. Um, we... I get into a kayak. Katie gets on a stand-up paddleboard. I take off first. I have Roxy in the kayak with me, which is always a pleasure because she's such a beautiful dog. And the second that Katie is more than 10 feet away, especially when we're on the water, it's no big deal when we're outside on land. Yeah. But on water, Roxy goes into panic mode. It's uh, anxiety. It's pacing. <laughs> and it's I can hear cute for about her. 10 seconds. And I feel bad. But what we learned last time when I could let her onto my paddleboard is that she's not happy either place. She'd get on my paddleboard and immediately, and she does this thing, she'd get on the very edge of the end of my paddleboard and it would go down because she's like 56 pounds, right? Into the water a little bit and then she'd jump off towards Sean. She swims and she has her life jacket on and also she is a strong swimmer. And so anyways, because I was on their paddleboard this time, Sean took her in the kayak and I took off ahead thinking like, well, if I get far enough away maybe she'll chill out and then she'll just be with you. Right. It was a good theory and it was okay for a little bit, but then Roxy panicked at one point. Just, she, she could see Katie, you know, a football field away on the lake and I'm just <laughs> paddling along. So Roxy decides to jump in to go catch up with Katie. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh no, you know, I'm not going to chase her around mm -hmm. the lake because she's pretty quick. Like I can, I can go faster she than her. She is pretty fast. But she's though. a little small. So you, you, you have, have to have like, to reach down and you have to get her just right to hold onto her handle and pull her back in. You have to crane her back up into the thing and mm -hmm. put her back on. And then she inevitably jumps out. So what I did, what I learned as an old dog learning a new trick mm -hmm. is um, I put her leash on her, her life vest. Mm -hmm. And so then I hooked the leash up to the boat. And now I have one dog horsepower or one, one dog power. <laughs> one dog power. Well, then if she jumped out because boats were coming in because it was getting later, we didn't have to worry about like catching up to her and making sure she wasn't. Also, she will try to swim to shore and you have to worry about algae and them getting into things. Right. So, so now I have a little power plant on the left of me and I'm <laughs> paddling on the right and the two of us are chasing up to you. Mm -hmm. It was great. And then I turn back around and she's just a pain in Sean's patookas. Because she's like climbing all over him and then jumping out and jumping back. And it's just bad. And so I was like, well, let's hook up on one of the buoys and we'll just swim around for a little bit. <clears throat> Sean was like, no, I think I'm just going to go in. And at that point, she jumped out again and she just swam him to shore. 
she she towed me. She but towed the, him in because uh, she could see the. How far do you think she swam? Uh, probably like thirty yards. Feet. Yeah. So <laughs> from the buoy where we we tie up and hang out, which is so good. The wet the weather is great. The water is the perfect temperature. Um, Roxy decides she wants to go back to the dock, which is where we launched from mm -hmm. at Austin Pedal Kayak, and. I think Zach had waved or something. Hey, how's it going? You know, and mm -hmm. she heard the voice. So she knew, yes, this is where I must go. But me, I'm swim, in the kayak swim. and she's she's tethered to the side of the kayak and she towed the kayak sideways. Sean's going in like this. Yeah. And then bunk, and then Zach pulls her out. <laughs> it was great. And I have towed the kayak with her in it. Mm -hmm. I've towed that shore just by swimming. It's kind of tiring. I can't imagine what a 55 pound dog swimming like so, it's just a dog paddle it's not even an impressive olympic you know i mean her feet are stroke. going too if, you, if she's really everything's oh, sure. going da, 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 da. and then she slept for two days mm -hmm. she was exhausted she from her wore swim. herself out from there we went across to sundancer grill one of our favorite places to eat and grabbed and i promptly got mosquito bites on my feet which i'm yeah. paying for today but um we had some really good food and she was still hyper vigilant then like kind of oh, she ate some food and drank water or whatever and then we washed her and she slept it's great so she she's good at swimming mm -hmm. i think she's getting stronger she's not scared of the water anymore no she jumps in immediately like mm -hmm. quickly like you barely got away from the dock and she was like <laughs> bye, -bye. Out, out of the boat <laughs> so that's cool it's good to see that mm -hmm. she's but she is a little nervous when we get separated I yeah i don't really know how to I'm like, should we try one of the, the dually kayaks? Ah, we'll just work on it. She'll be fine. I think it's just a matter of conditioning. Like, oh, yeah, we do this on the weekends. You mm -hmm. know? Well, because like we said, I think the frequency with which we go, she starts to get more used to it. Because she's only been out, what, like three or four times? Yeah, about four times. Yeah. And if we bring our own gear, then she can get onto my paddleboard because I don't care if she messes it up. And then she can hop in and out and whatever. And hopefully she'll get used to it. But we always have to check. Always check that they can be in the water where you're at. Like we had a warning about Ladybird Lake, which is down by Austin, like downtown Austin, near Lake Austin. It's like a piece of it kind of, that that wasn't, it had some algae that was poisonous to dogs or something. Yeah, with the warmer temperatures, there are algae blooms. It's basically, you know, organic material and it, it can be poisonous. And I think there's also, um, is it amoebas? I don't know. Up, like if you snort the water, it can go to your brain and set up shop a little amoeba oh, and kill you. Like a I bacteria or something? There were a couple mm. over the last couple of years in some of the warmer lakes in Texas. So you kind of have to be careful of that. Yeah, you got to look it up first. Yeah. Because they do, I don't know how often they test them, but they tell you online, like, was last tested in X and this is what we found. You never so, know what you're going to get in lake water. No. We gotta, Leeches. Ah. You just got to be careful. But it was funny to watch her tow you in. Yeah. She's strong. She is very strong. And she's so stubborn. And yeah, she wanted to be done. So then fun. I unhooked and came in and we were all fine. But it was just mm -hmm. funny watching Sean go away sideways. <laughs> oh, my God, Katie. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Sean. In the world of professional soccer, now mm -hmm. that we're a soccer podcast. Sorry, we didn't open with this. Oh, guys, but I forgot. Mm -hmm. We're a soccer pod. As a soccer podcast, you have to stay up on, you know, your your favorite teams, which I don't have one yet. So, mm. um, but I'm I'm interviewing certain I'll, teams i'll go for portugal portugal all right just portugal the mm -hmm, team mm -hmm. oh the national team yeah oh okay yeah oh you wanted to do like regional like the la galaxy 
Yeah. That's the only one I know about. Nice. <laughs> oh, we have one. The Austin something. something. Football club. Oh. FC. Well, yeah, but like, what's it? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Austin FC. Oh, I thought it had like a name and I was like, I don't know what they are. It's a green thing with the black. It's right. like a green tree. Well, check this out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what league this is. Okay. I don't know actually that much about it, but there is a man okay. who was offered an awful lot of money this week or last is week. Is that messy? No, this is another person. Mm. Uh, Kylian Mbappe. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the Saudi Arabian club's $774 million package reportedly doesn't interest the 24-year-old French star. Well, he probably doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. For $774 million, I'd go play soccer on Venus. I don't give a <laughs> shit. It's hot. Shut up. I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, $774 million? Someone was offered to play sports? This is amazing. I mean, this is peak. I don't think anyone's ever been paid. You know, Tom Brady probably made two hundred or $300 million throughout his career on salary. It, but, okay, so I hear you. Yes, money talks. But isn't Saudi Arabia super dangerous? Or am I just being like misled by propaganda media? Well, it's ultra conservative in some ways. Uh, <laughs> but in other ways, I'm sure it's wonderful. Just like at most countries, except for North Korea, uh, most countries have pluses and minuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Certainly Saudi Arabia has some issues. Um, I personally would not want to be a woman living in Saudi Arabia because it's very restrictive. I think women, if they haven't already, I don't believe you're allowed to drive. I mean, that's one of the... Oh, we still aren't, yeah. Maybe, possibly now. I, I believe there were protests a few years ago. There were. Um, I don't know what the... I mean, I don't live there, so I don't know what was actually happened, like what laws yeah. got passed or not. Right. I mean, it's a pretty good place if you're a prince with billions of dollars and, you know... But it's amazing. Politics aside, I don't, you know... I don't I'd say get no to Saudi to, Arabia. I wouldn't want that money. For $774 million, I, I would go to, to Venus. I'd have to say no. Okay. Well... Anyway, so this guy said, "I want to have rights, Sean. I want to drive cars. I want to wear clothes. I want to wear." However, seven hundred and forty. Oh no! What now? They're now they're saying seven hundred and seventy-six million. So they sweeten the pot by two. Um, Wow. Yeah. Well, Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I I think so. I I just can't believe that there's that much money in that sport. Good for him. I mean, isn't the money always in the merchandising? Isn't that what they tell you? The power of the Schwartz is in the Mm, merchandising. That's the power of the Schwartz. Yeah. I have to remember that next time. Meatballs. Or Spaceballs. I'm sorry. Not meatballs. I just had somebody talk about uh, Spaceballs the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched that in a while. Mel Brooks? Yeah, Mel Brooks. Comedic genius. She was saying that um, the history of the world. Yeah. Part two is just not good. Okay. She's like, don't watch it because all of the characters, all the main actors and actresses he usually works with, yeah, aren't they're not alive anymore, so they're not in it, and he didn't really write it. So she's like, you just feel it; it's not the same. It's yeah. like, don't do it. And I was like, it's like Sex and City two, or and just like that, right? I'm like, no thanks, I'll pass. Mel Brooks, comedic genius, and mm-hmm. uh, some of his old records are pretty amazing to listen to. I did start watching Veep. I know I'm way behind on that. That's not like trending in any way, mm-hmm. but on the plane, I watched. A couple episodes and it's funny did anybody like veep i don't know i'm looking for new stuff that i like i'm also watching ncis los angeles and i'm loving that a lot i am watching quite possibly the worst (laughs) reality with air quotes here uh show of all time and i'm i'm hate watching it and i'm hate watching it with a side on and staying up late watching this trash i'm trying to get through it and what's the first thing i asked you this morning when you woke up 
did they find out the aliens are there or not? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. But they tease you that they're going to find the aliens or whatever. It's Skinwalker Ranch on Netflix. It's the absolute worst show of all time. Well, not of all time. That's a pretty big stretch. It's one of the worst shows that I've ever watched. It's pretty. So I don't want to say it's it's that bad, but it's so thin in content. And what they do is they they stretch the material. Like most reality shows, they come back from commercial and they recap, they recap. Even some of the documentaries we've watched are like crime things. You're like, this was five episodes. It could have been like one yeah. or two. Even like the, the Murdoch murders. Yeah. That they could have shaved off like one or two episodes. You're like, come on. For all I've learned from the Skinwalker Ranch, I think it's a season three. You could have really boiled it down to about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. A bunch of scientific experiments to see Guys, what the uh, paranormal is. And it's so bad. They keep saying it's scientific. I'm like, you're not running a science experiment at all. Like You, you no, just poured water in the ground. They poured water in the ground that they dyed green to see where it went. Okay. S- scientific. Then they uh, put some lights up to try to trigger. What were they trying to trigger? Paranormal activity. <laughs> but this, the, the fun part about uh, Skinwalker Ranch, here, here's the, the great part, is that they've taken every conspiracy theory or paranormal or you know and they've just rolled it all into one on this one property in northeastern utah i think and Uh so they've got like you know chupacabras or whatever (laughs) they've got aliens they've got you know orbs they've got it's everything and electric currents and well they're like ooh, the temperature just dropped about 20 degrees do you feel it did the sun go down i feel it yeah i know but the thing it's funny is there's only one person that says that and the other people look like confused and they're like oh yeah i felt it and i'm like mm-hmm sure you did and then this guy keeps showing his phone at different points he's like look at it it's like they've got control of it and it's just like scrolling through <laughs> texts and you're like his phone is broken the screen is all <laughs> jacked up i'm like well maybe if you didn't drop your phone you maybe know. uh go to the genius bar and figure that out yeah just it's really one of the worst shows i've ever seen and they're like not even the the federal government can crack an iPhone. And this thing just did it. Not only did it just do it, but it did it twice. It did it once, and then I turned it off, turned it and on, and like, did it again. you're like, maybe your face opened it. <laughs> you just... And and when they run their scientific experiment, they'll, they'll do it, and something crazy happens, and it goes, wow, that's amazing. And that that's science. And you're like, okay, well, a scientific experiment. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist. But from what I understand is... You then repeat the experiment yes, to, to see, see if, if you, you can repeat it. That's a huge important part. But they don't do that. They just do the experiment <laughs> once and they're like, clearly it's aliens. You know, like they're blending some of that. Here, yeah. Skinwalker Ranch, I give it three tomatoes out of a possible 10. You know, I'll give it three out of 100. It's it is really compelling. Bad. I keep going back. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just expecting something to happen. I think you go back. Hear me out. Yes. Sean has reverse procrastination bedtime or whatever that thing is called where he doesn't want to go to bed because he's stressed out or something. And so he watches bad TV to punish himself or something Mm. or something, something. Could be. That's a good theory. No, I just don't think you have a show that you like to watch right now. I'm looking though. And and I just, I figured because I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. I just want to see how they wrap it up. And it's kind of a, uh, an exploration to what a poor TV show can be, which it's not that it's hate watching, but I certainly, I kind of enjoy watching bad television to see what's out there. He, and I've known this, so we've known each other for at least 15 years, I don't know, maybe longer. And I knew it from the get that you were the, like this because Sean, early on in our relationship, let's say in the first three to six months, I don't even know, rented a film called Mist. The Mist. Oh, The Mist. 
my apologies and started it and I said I don't think this is very good and he said well let's at least see how it ends and then promptly fell asleep <laughs> in my defense it's a Stephen King novel and mm-hmm. you know the, he, he's been known to pen a good totally but that doesn't mean he's known to put together a good film oh no his not all books can be translated into film the majority of Stephen King books or movies have been terrible there's been a couple of exceptions you liked it didn't you it is phenomenal. I had never watched. I, mean, I don't the like to be. A little, yeah. I don't really like to be scared. So even the fact that I signed up for that should have told you how much I liked you. Right. But um, the fact that you fell asleep was rude. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the mist was not a good film. <clears throat> no. But anyway, so Sean's been watching really bad TV, and the truth about it is that we need to just cough up the moolah and pay for the next season of what we do in shadows. <laughs> We do. It's true. Guillermo, my familia. Hey, in uh, terrible dystopian future. Why uh, would you do news, that to us? Oh, I just something came up today, and I was like, my God, I'm I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with this one. Okay, tell right. do tell. OpenAI, which is who does ChatGPT. Yes. Mm-hmm. The CEO of OpenAI has another brainchild. Um, uh oh. Yeah. So he announced the launch of WorldCoin. In 20 countries yesterday. Is that like Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever? Well, something like this. It's on a blockchain. Okay. <clears throat> it's an ambitious digital currency and it's an, a user identification network. It's the culmination of a three-year project. It aims to reliably distinguish humans from bots online while ensuring user privacy among other broader social equity goals. Oh, Which so is, is it like the in my robot checkbox thing? It's part of that. Too. Kind of, but this is where it gets a little creepy. The coin, which is not available in the US due to regulatory mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. is tied to a novel proof of personhood system called World ID. No, that sounds sketchy. A mechanism. Is this like what they warned in the Bible, the mark of the devil, where you have to get like a barcode on your arm? You're like, beep. Oh, no, that's social me. security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got Boom. that number. Um, but it's something like this, like, mm-hmm. you know, seems uh, a little weird. Everyone's trying to get you a new ID all the time. Like there's the new clear ID, real ID, real ID, it's real ID. What's the one we use for traveling? TSA pre-check. Yep. And oh, then, and then global there's clear, entry. global entry and clear. I mean, how many forms of ID but do you doesn't need? clear do fingerprint or eye scan or something? I think it's eye scan. Right. So this is where world ID is going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the system works. By having users scan their eyeballs mm. with a company's so-called orb. No, thanks. A bowling, by, a bowling ball-sized chrome scanner only available in select locations. This then generates and stores a unique digital fingerprint. No, thanks. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of pushback on this, obviously. Like, I don't need the world ID. And everyone always says, oh, this is, it's a good thing, you know, and then you'll mm. be able to go everywhere with your new passport or whatever this, this mechanism is. But ultimately, we're always let down by these platforms or these social media companies like Facebook selling your data. Or, That's you know. the thing is once you give it to them, then they can have it. And nobody's able to read all of the terms and conditions. You just scroll and say, I accept mm-hmm. because I'm not a lawyer. And even if we were lawyers and we read it, you have to accept it to use the thing. So if you need, you know what I mean? You get yeah. caught in this pickle of like, well, I need to use it, but yeah, I don't want them having my eyeball. That's why I didn't do clear. Yeah. And uh, you know what they're doing to incentivize people to to sign up for it? They're what? willing to give you one token of their, their new currency. It's worth $2. What? So I mean, they're, they're I, willing to pay you 2 bucks for, 
but that's a lot of almost, i mean yeah. think of all the money that would be going out i guess i get that but i like, guess but no thank you i have no desire to sign up for this garbage nope. in fact and i'm not a ted kaczynski type guy that's the unabomber i know who who just died is. recently i know in jail um and i don't think he he didn't have it right but you know the pushback against technology well remember when they released his manifesto manifesto without telling people who it was from people are like yeah that's true blah blah because you don't really realize how crazy it's not actually that crazy even though it's crazy do you know what i mean yeah that was a, a wired magazine article mm-hmm. where uh bill joy the founder of sun microsystems i think he yeah posted the manifesto like he, released it as if he wrote an article uh-huh. for wired magazine and then you're a couple of paragraphs in and you find out he says, oh, by the way, this is this is not my writing. This, this is, is the man. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, I was agreeing with the article. Yeah. I and thought it like, was Bill Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, um, things like this creep me out. I don't like this idea of a world ID. Me neither. Um, unless, of course, I'm in charge. I don't like it even then. I don't want to be in charge. Too much pressure. And even if it it's altruistic, yeah. then, but... I just never in the moment it. it's it's altruistic it, yeah. but once the the genie's out of the box you can't put pandora back in the the, genie the box hole? and the, yeah, <laughs> the genie don't go back in the hole you know nope okay shifting gears i get three wishes mm-hmm. and one is to not have them scan my eyeball mm-hmm. i have a funny story oh, some you of know you what, though i already mm-hmm. did it when i did my green card they mm-hmm. took pictures of my eyes and my ears and my fingers mm-hmm. so i'm already in a system somewhere but that's the government. They already have it anyway. Yeah, and they're not very good with paperwork anyways. No. They keep it in boxes all over the place. Yeah. In all of our ex-president's houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where my eyeball scan is. Oh. In, in Mar-a-Lago. Here's Sean's social security information. How the hell did it make it there? I don't know. In Biden's garage. We thought Here's Joe Katie's Biden eyeball it. scan. Rude. <laughs> At least put it in a locked filing cabinet somewhere for the love of God. Uh, how okay. narcissistic of us to believe that... Uh, yeah, that our stuff would end it's up even there. important. They, I know. I know. I'm not important. I'm a f- my no. stuff's all redacted. No. Okay. Moving on to a funny story. Yeah, okay. Some of you who follow me on Instagram may have already heard this, but I feel it's worth repeating because it's just so ridiculous. On Saturday, Sean and I sleep in on the weekends. In fact, we're not early birds ever. We don't get the worm. If you, <laughs> what's it? Michael says I'm a night owl and an early bird, so I stay up late and I've got worms. <sighs> We, on average, get up around, I would say, between 8 and 9 o'clock, roughly, mm-hmm. which some people, I've told people, I'm like, oh, I slept in, I got up at 9 or something. They're like, I thought you were going to say like 11. I'm not 16. I can't do that. I have like actu- I have like too much shit to do. So we get up around that time. But on the weekends, we can sleep with the best of them. We'll get up at 10 to 11, sometimes noon. Go crazy. It's the weekend. I haven't done that in a while. I know we haven't in a while, but we could. We might. We didn't bend, I think. One day. Hmm. Anyway, again, we had too much to do. Also, I was on central time, so I'd wake up at like nine and be like, because it was like 11. Anyway, so I wake up at about 10, 1030 on Saturday. And I do what I normally do on a weekend morning. I kind of slowly like make my way through the dishes because we probably ran the dishwasher. I was like putting stuff away. Um, I clean up the kitchen a little bit and I get ready to make breakfast. Before I go to ask Sean if he wants breakfast, I am like, oh, I check the front porch because sometimes Amazon delivers in the middle of the night. And if you guys don't know, my mom is moving out here and she went ham on Prime Day. So shit has been showing up like all over the place. Although I think it's done now, she says. So I open her front door of our home. There are no packages. 
However, there is a ginormous watermelon sitting on our doormat. I look around for some little hoodlums. They're like (laughs) thinking it's like going to explode in my face or maybe it's covered in dog shit somewhere, filled with dog shit. I don't know. I don't trust it. Why is this watermelon? It feels very weird and suspicious. Your spidey senses were tingling. I look at it, push it with my slipper, shut the door, lock it, go back into the bedroom. I'm like, Sean, honey, there's a watermelon on our front porch. And he's like, oh, yeah, my buddy Mark said he was going to drop one off. I'm like. Well, you never look a gift watermelon in the mouth. <laughs> See, I got a, I got a weird. And you don't tell your wife a watermelon's showing up, nor do you call when you're coming to someone's house to say that you're going to drop off said watermelon. He had a bunch to drop off. So he's just dropping them off and going, like putting them on people's doorsteps. It's uh, just a weird way to, dis- what if we were gone all day? Just sit in the heat? Well. Yeah, watermelons sit outside anyways. That's how they grow. They don't grow in a fridge. You know what I mean? Some is this watermelon don't... still growing? Is it still attached to the vine? It needs to be out in the heat? No, but I think watermelons have a protective rind. They're insulated, much like a cooler. That's what I'm guessing anyways. We should look that up because I think you might get watermelon wine pretty soon there. Get a little fermentation going no. inside your little watermelon I bet sphere. your watermelon can sit on your counter for a couple of weeks until it gets soft like a pumpkin. <laughs> Don't eat it if it's soft like a pumpkin. How long do pumpkins last outside? You know, and if you don't cut them, they last for quite a while. But not in hot weather. I think so. I, I, I beg to differ. Mm. Anyways, this doesn't even matter. I don't even care. <laughs> the fact that he didn't call to say he was dropping it off, didn't let you know, hey, I dropped it off. No, I don't what? know how long it had sat out there. That bugger was warm. It's like 105 degrees here. Yeah. So then I go outside. I pick it up. Because I realize it's not filled with dog shit or an explosive device. I bring it in. I put it on the counter. And Roxy is so concerned about what what is that. That she can't stop staring at it. So I <laughs> take it off. She's just like sitting and looking at it. And then she looks at me. And then back at the watermelon. And then back. Yeah. So I take it down. I put it on the floor. And I let her like inspect it. And she sniffs it. And then she's like, is this a chew toy? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. And then I put it back up. And then she's over it. She's like, I see what it is. Maybe. I don't know, but at least I got to take a look at it. Right. Well, the story is that Mark, Mm -hmm. uh, who's part of the beer club, Mm -hmm. is a brewer, and he was brewing a watermelon beer, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. However, his recipe was slightly off. He purchased too many watermelons. once. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. And so generously, he reached out by email and said, hey, do you want a watermelon? Without even thinking, I replied, yes. And, uh, uh-huh. but I didn't ask, you know, how would I get it or anything like how that? How do we just, procure said watermelon? And I thought maybe he would drop it off beer night or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I had no idea. But again, you never look a gift watermelon in the mouth. Also, we love watermelon. That's so it right. was, and it was delicious. I have no problem with it. But. So he dropped my, he, he was on a route. I think he had like five to drop off. Mm-hmm. So he, that morning he drove and dropped them off and great. You find your watermelon, you're good to go. You find your watermelon. <laughs> hey, I got a watermelon. Look at me. I just wish... From my perspective, maybe I'm just I'm different than Mark, but I would have thought he'd say, "Hey, I'm going to drop them off between twelve and noon, oh. or twelve and noon, between ten and noon on Saturday." You know, keep an eye out. Yeah, I'll I'll give a little knock. I but. think a watermelon. You've got a window here, though. Of, of oh, like, I know. It's not like it's like frozen chicken or something. But I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> hey, do you want some chicken? I'll just leave <laughs> it's it. It's going to drop it in a hundred degree weather. A little warm. Do you think it's safe to eat? Uh, you want some mayonnaise with that chicken? Oh no. my god! No, it's great. But anyway, it's just a ridiculous. It was 
if I could have filmed myself, if I knew what I was going to see, it's one of those like Wes Anderson moments. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like where somebody opens and they're like, hmm. They look out. And then Wes Anderson would place the camera by Mm -hmm. the watermelon. So it's an over the watermelon shot looking back up at you. I'm like, and then hmm. back over your shoulder. And I look around yeah. suspiciously. And, you'd and then see I someone shut walking the door. a dog down the street. That'd be another shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the person looks at you and you're like, is that them? And What's that film of his we've been wanting to watch? I do love Wes Anderson. Asteroid City. Oh, we got is it it's out? Yeah. And it's available on <gasps> Beautiful. video on demand. Does anybody else not want to go to theaters? Is that just me? Am I alone in that? Because I don't enjoy a theater experience. I don't like sitting in the dark when i can't see the floor because it's always sticky the floor is super sticky the seats are gross and they smell weird i just know there have been so many gallons of soda pop spilled on those seats Mm -hmm. and on that floor maybe a little pee if it was a horror movie it's just i'm just i'm not that into it i used to be but since we've been together i think we've only gone to what like two movies and that's plenty (laughs) <laughs> I'm all movied out. I'd rather pay for it at my own home where I can go. I can say, pause it. I'm going to pee. And I go pee. I get more snacks. I sit down. People still go to the movies. I get it. But I got to be honest. It's a, it's a dying industry. It's not very compelling. Your offering of $30 sometimes to go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. $30 for a ticket. Are you smoking crack? Well, the women. So I went to another little, what I call my suburban lady groups. Mm-hmm. I went to another get together which was awesome, by the way. And they were talking about the cost of taking their kids because they wanted to see Barbie movie or Oppenheimer, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They're, most of their kids were teenagers once they were talking about this. Bobbenheimer. The Bobbenheimer. Anyway, um, a lot of them were like, it's so, ex- we spent like $85. And I was like, what? So the tickets themselves are like 20 22 to $25. Depending, depending on what experience mm-hmm. that you're going to get. Also, by the way, and not to hijack your story, mm-hmm. but- I've heard that now they're trying to charge you for better seats in the theater. That got nixed. Oh, did it? They tried to do it and people were like, absolutely not. And so they stopped. Okay. But that's a dumb idea. My friend Karen, who who invited me to this other lady get together, told me that it's not even a ticket. So that's expensive enough. Let's just say it's 20 bucks a person. It's the treats and Mm. the candies. They're so fucking expensive. That's where they make their money. Nobody wants to pay $9 for like a 12 ounce pop and then $14 for some fucking popcorn. But that's, that's they why money. it's like a, a two I'm glad cargo of pants are back in. Sorry, I bumped the thing. Cargo pants are back in. The 90s are alive and I'm about to sneak some cowtails into my pants and some caram- caramellos, mm. rollos, all the O's. <laughs> that's how I'm going to do it. Put them Not in my socks, idea. put them in my cargo pants. Going old school, going to mm-hmm. smuggle stuff in. Always. We used to do that a lot, smuggle our own stuff in there. Uh, we always did, although I would, I will tell you, the one thing my dad and I would purchase when we went to the movies, I mean, we always get the popcorn, but you have them put it in the middle too, in the layers, but the the butter, the butter goes in layers. So when they put a little, if they don't put butter and put more, you got to. I don't even think that's butter. I think it's it just not. like clarified oil of some sort. Like it's delicious. Car motor oil. How dare you? It's not delicious at all. Delicious. Anyways, we would get that sometimes, but most of the time my dad and I would bring our own stuff and then we would go out and get strawberry shortcake bar. Pew, pew. Oh, good Ice cream bar. So delicious. My favorite. Still to this day, my favorite. Mm. But that's it. <clears throat> the rest we bring our own. Fair We'd enough. We'd swing into our little stop and go down where I used to live 
that little stop and go at the end of the street. Yeah. And that's where we pick up all our tasty treats. But yeah, they really should lower the prices. <laughs> I, I get it. They're a struggling industry and that's how they make their money. Uh, but <sighs> at this point, it's just not family friendly. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's a pass. Yep. Hard pass. Pass. Okay. But if you have thoughts or opinions, mm-hmm. maybe in your country it's cheap. Maybe you have a uh, maybe you sneak in through the AC ducts, you know, <laughs> to avoid the cost. Well, it's almost cheaper for us to go see an actual sporting event. Which I guess if you're not into sporting events, then maybe that is your sporting event, and you're fine paying an arm and a leg for it. Hey, do you know how you know that you're getting old? My back hurts. No, I have a new one. Mm, what? Uh, when you're watching television mm-hmm. and the AARP commercial comes on. Mm, I think that's when you watch the news. And Vanilla Ice is singing AARP Baby. Din, 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 din. No. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah, and he's not really doing as much dancing. He's a little... You uh, lie. That's a din, lie. Din, din, but din, din, I do din. find it funny. There's this one commercial in particular. So people around my age will feel this. It's for Voltran or some kind of... I don't know what it's called, but it's like a cream for arthritis. Mm-hmm. And it plays the song, I like the way you move. Do, do, do. I like the-. And I'm like, no, we're not that old. Stop. Just stop. That song was popular when I was in college, I think. Absolutely not. But now it's Voltron. Is that arthritis cream? Yeah, arthritis cream. Yeah, that's the stuff that I, I refuse to take, even though I have mm-hmm. it, right? So Voltron used to be available uh, by prescription, prescription only. only. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, they're like, yeah, we're not selling enough of it, so we're going to release it. That's not how that works. How did it work? <clears throat> Things are controlled by prescription when it's dangerous to overdose. There's certain restrictions upon it. I'd have to look it up. But that's the reason when things have to be prescribed, they don't feel like it's safe for like basic consumption. Okay. So in order to be non-prescription available means it has to meet a whole different level of requirements okay so i have voltron i form like voltron (laughs) no not that but uh, it's this cream for arthritis Mm because i have that uh halitus rigidus which is my big toes are freezing and they'll never be the same Mm -hmm. so um i got it for him when my mom was in town, because she was like, oh, this helps Larry ago. when he has really bad arthritis. Was it his feet, too, or his hands? Uh, I don't remember. I forget what he's got. But, but anyway. But it's supposed to be really good. I, I read up on it. Everyone says the stuff really works. Mm-hmm. It was pre, And they always tell you, previously a prescription, but now it's not. You can buy it over the counter. However, when I was reading the box, I was like, this stuff is a hardcore chemical. Like, it, it does stuff, you know. It's, well, that's why it works. Yeah, but the side effects are, like, were, were pretty intense. I was like, ah. And I've been a chicken to try it. Like the pain hasn't been bad enough. Remember we used to, I got from my doctor some samples when I had my chicken wing incident, mm-hmm. those lidocaine patches with whatever medication in them. Yeah, flexor patch. Yeah. Whew, he gave us so many samples. We use those. For, I held on to those. Those were super expired. I think we still have some. I'm they not getting rid of those. They don't go bad. They don't go bad. It's not a heart medication. And that was the original ones that were prescription based. Mm-hmm. So they're super strong. They can burn you. I left one on a little long one Yeah, time. you're only supposed to leave it on for a certain amount of time. But you know me, I like to get my money's worth. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you don't like the Voltron. <laughs> you're like, give it to me. But it scared me. I was like, oh, I don't know. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I was exploring all sorts of different ways to avoid the arthritis. Uh, the one thing that I did find worked, mm-hmm. and you noticed it as well, yes. CBD. was CBD oil. Now, in the past, I'd tried the, the salves, the rub-on mm-hmm. stuff. That didn't work for me. Um, I had never tried the droppers. Mm. The tinctures? The tincture, thank you. Uh, I had 
reached out to a company and they had offered to send me a sample. I had a sample come in. I used it. I felt amazing. And then like so many things that I try after 30 days, I kind of just, you know, in and out, I was using it. Mm-hmm. I stopped using it for the last two months, I think, or I was using it intermittently at best. And I noticed it creeping back. Oh, interesting. But because I was wearing the Hoka shoes. Yeah, I thought those kind of not cured it, but helped you a lot. It helped take some of the swelling out of the mm-hmm. joint because my toes weren't articulating, you know. Mm-hmm. However, walking you around. You could just tape popsicle sticks to your toes. I would I would do that. Anything to get rid of the pain. Just keep them. Yeah. St- steady. But so I was on. So I, I wanted to get some more mm-hmm. CBD. Uh, I went onto the website to take a look what they have. And you know me, I always got to get the the bigger, better, stronger version of something. And is this <clears throat> more intense than we had last time? Yes, this is the strongest CBD that they offer. Ooh, uh, pure spectrum black label cannabidoid, cannabidoid. cannabidiol oh. oil. Oh, I guess I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Cannabidiol oil, hmm. five thousand milligrams. It's THC free, so it's not going to get it's high, which is get great. High, yeah. But I unless took- you wanted to, that's not. What no, this do. wouldn't do it. No, I'm saying that's not what would do it. Yeah, you need the THC. Because no. you said, which is good, there's no THC. Yeah, there's no is, THC. And yeah. you said, which is good. And I said, not if you wanted to get high. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but this is legal everywhere, which is great. So yep. you're not going to get in trouble for it. You can yep. order it from them. Um, first of all, the packaging is awesome. That's that's what, one of the things when I... Sean's a sucker for packaging. Also, don't we have a link? People get... Uh, do they get a discount? Yep. I think it's 15% off. It's you in, get a discount? It's in the description. Everybody loves a discount. But And I'm not saying this because I'm pushing a product. But I am saying that I I kid you not, my feet don't hurt when I take it. Mm-hmm. So it's very strange. Um, I believe in it. It says take one to two servings daily, place a full dropper under your tongue, wait 60 seconds, and then swallow. Store in a cool and dry place away from direct sunlight. Um, yeah, I do find this stuff to be, yeah, the can of, that is not the way I've... Cannabidiol. Bidiol. Um, anyway, I it does make a difference. So if you have pain and you're like Sean, you're like, I don't want to put the Voltran on. I want Voltran <laughs> to stop uh, using old songs that aren't that old. Mm. It's like, I don't know, 20 years old? That's yeah. not that old. Weird. I have to look it up. I oh, like that horse way. sitting. It's killing me. Oh, speaking of animals, um, I saw an article and I it's thought- It's Outcast, 2003. Twenty years. Look at that. I knew. Rude. Outcast is so good. I know. Big Boy is one of the most underrated hip hop artists. I I love his rhymes, his mm-hmm. cadence, his funkiness. Like he's just he's so good. Andre three thousand or four thousand or whatever his name he's is. He's fine. He's a little funky. He's good. You know, but funky, but it just funky. doesn't speak to me as much as mm-hmm. Big Boy. Big Boy's great. He is. Okay. Should we get into some letters? Um, yeah. One last thing. Mm-hmm. I came across. So everyone was talking about Cocaine Bear the last couple of months because this movie sounded ridiculous. So stupid. Yeah. There's such a thing, and this is crazy. Cocaine hippos, which hippos are terrifying. Like a bear is pretty oh. scary, but a hippo can crush a watermelon. You know, I've seen you throw it. Throw it in its mouth, and it just. I've seen it. It's crazy. I said I watched the Oregon Zoo on but TikTok. They're beautiful when they swim. They're all dainty. I know, even though they're, they're like these huge creatures. Yeah, they float in there. And they also go under and their little nose holes close up. Yeah. It's wonderful. Magic. Well. Terrifying magic. If you know who Pablo Escobar is, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if, if you watched uh, Narcos, the, the TV show, that'll give you a good understanding of what a wackadoodle this uh, cocaine salesman was. Okay. Um, he 
along with, I guess, other rivals of his, um, what they were doing back in the day is, and I guess this is what all rich people do. So it's, but they, they buy exotic animals. Like when you can get everything. I don't think all rich people do that. I think strange people. Megalomaniacs with a lot of money. I just, yeah, I think it's a weird thing. It's a machismo thing, right? Like Mike Tyson. Also someone who doesn't really care about animals. Mike Tyson getting the tiger Mm -hmm. back in the day and, you know, feel bad for those animals yeah they're they're just a plaything, and they're kind of discarded much like the cocaine hippopotamuses um yeah what? so these hippos they're they're apex right they're the, the top of the food chain in a lot of ways they there's not a lot of predators that take them down i don't really know that they're super strong and they're mm-hmm. very aggressive i do land. know that yes so uh these these drug lords were importing them to colombia and the population, because there was no predator that mm-hmm. could take them down, the population of hippos has exploded, and they're pretty aggressive. So now that's crazy. Yeah, you've got a you know a non-native animal taking over in Colombia. So there's Colombian hippos, and they call wow. them the uh, the cocaine hippos. Because he brought them in there. I guess so. That's just wrong. Yep, pretty wild. I don't know what they're going to do about it. I think they're talking about. Um, oh yeah, it is. Here he goes. The invasive cocaine hippos are the descendants of four hippos. Invasive cocaine hippos. It's, it's a good name for an album. They're only in Africa, supposed to be. Right. They're descendants of four hippos from Africa that drug cartel leader Pablo Escobar illegally brought into the company uh, country. When he died in 1993, his That's hippos wrong. escaped. 30 years later, those oh hippos God. have expanded their population and are now threatening humans and the natural environment. So they're they're trying to figure out what to do about that. They're threatened by habitat loss and poaching for their meat and their ivory. They have oh. canine teeth that are ivory. Um, but, uh, but they are among the most dangerous animals in the world due to their aggressive and unpredictable nature. Now, if you ever find yourself, hopefully you don't. And I don't know how true this is, but this is what I was always told. If you're running from a hippo, they aren't very agile. They're only fast if they just go straight. Mm. So you are supposed to go zigzaggy, zigzaggy, zigzaggy. Who told you this? I don't know. Someone who's run from a hippo. Somebody. Interesting. Something I read on the internet. No, I, this was like when I was like a kid. Amazing. I hungry, say hungry was, hippos. <laughs> Some know-it-all was like, it was probably me telling somebody that. You know, like, probably you're like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know what? If you run zigzag. Zig, ziggy, zaggy, ziggy, zag. In okay. 2020, there were an estimated 98 hippos. Mm-hmm. So in he, and he, he originally had Only four. Only 98, wow. In 1993, they escaped. Okay. Okay, by 2020. Wait, those are his? He had 98? No, he had four. Oh, okay. He dies in 93. Okay. Um, I don't know if he died in jail or if they, I don't know his story, how he ended. Uh, Doesn't matter. But yeah. this is in 2020. In 2020, there were an estimated 98 hippos. In the world? No, no. This is in, in Colombia. Oh, so they got so out and there was 98. four turns to 98. Two years later, they believe the population is 215. Wow, those, those hippos be having babies. Like, I thought that the feral hog situation in the United States was crazy. Our feral hog problem is terrible. It's bad news. But those things, they, that's they, a they lot. breed like rabbits. That's yeah. a lot, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many. Too unless, many, I tell you. Unless we make friends with the hippos, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So if you're out there, hippos, we, we think you're very nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, there's a town north of Austin. What's it called? Um, Hutto. I was going to say Hutu. It's uh, Hutto. And their... Oh, hippos is their thing. Yeah, it's their logo or something. And so, But I didn't know this. And you and I were driving around the Texas countryside. Well, they have one of the oldest bars or the oldest bar in the world in Texas, something like that. Snuffies? Snuff- 
Snoop Snuffies, I think. Okay. Snoop a loop. Snoop a loop. Um, people smoke inside. Spoilers. The food's good and the service is great, but we could not hang. I can't we hang inside hang. of a smoky bar or a restaurant. It only got worse. Luckily, we're there early before everybody got off work, but then it quickly became unmanageable. Um, we had to leave. But that is in Hutto, and they have hippos everywhere. The there, Hutto hippos. It, I don't know if it's an artist that lives there, but everyone puts them in front of their houses. The high school has one. It's the high school mascot, I think, too. Okay. So that might be why. But they're all painted funky, mm-hmm. psychedelic, and it's really cool. It's like a little art project. It reminds me of Seattle, how we had we had these angels. No, we had angels in L.A., and Seattle had guitars. Remember that all mm-hmm. the art, each artist would like take one and um, let me look it up. Hutto Hippo. Why? Hutto is perhaps most widely known for its community mascot, the hippo. Mm. According to local historian, Mike Fowler. Um, I lost my place because I had to open it up to read more. Okay. The most popular local legend is that in 1915, a circus train stopped in Hutto at the train depot to take on passengers to pick and up and deliver mail and possibly take on water and fuel for the steam locomotive. The circus train workers also have taken this opportunity to care for their animals. At some point during this historic layover, a hippopotamus got out of the rail car what? and made its way to the nearby Cottonwood Creek, which is next to the rail line. This Do caused- we have wild hippos here? I don't know. It says this caused much consternation for the circus workers. Local farmers and merchants watched the commotion in amusement and with interest as unsuccessful efforts were made to ex- extricate the hippopotamus from the muddy waters of the Cottonwood Creek. The depot agent telegraphed the communities of Taylor and Round Rock that were eight miles to the east and to the west of Hutto to the effect of stop trains. Hippo loose in Hutto. <laughs> After much effort, the hippo was prodded from the mud and water that resembled its natural habitat and was reloaded back into the train car. Soon after, the Hutto School adopted the hippopotamus as its mascot, and as early as 1923, the hippo appeared as an official Hutto High School graduation. Oh, on official Hutto High School graduation announcements. Well, that's a cool story. That's a really cute story. I had no idea. Yeah. So there's thousands of concrete hippos. Yeah. Residents, businesses, everybody has little hippos in honor on their that, property. That one hippo who didn't take any <laughs> shit and he said, mm-hmm. I'm getting off this stop. I'm going to go roll around in the mud for a little bit. Yep. And then I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But I'm, first, nobody bothered me. I'm going down to the creek. Exactly. I wonder what that hippo's name was. Mm, Harry? Yeah. Harry the hippo. Okay. We have a letter from Tom. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's Tom from Virginia here. I'm going to talk to you all today about a number of diverse topics. Everything from know-it-all types to powerlifting supportive gear to canines. Love it. Anyway, these know-it-all types aren't my favorite either, Sean. We had a lady at work that said, whenever somebody feels like they ought to kick in their two cents, it's only worth a penny. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly. So if there's any of those know-it-all types listening to this, do us all a favor. Take your finger and stick it up your ass for eternity. <laughs> you know okay. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because on the internet, I think this all the time, Tom. Not the stick your finger. Maybe I think that all the time. But what I think all the time is, why do you have to put your two cents in? It's not important. Nobody cares, but people feel the need. Like my favorite example recently Okay, so I follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram. Judge me what you will. I don't care. I, I don't mind her. I find her interesting. So 
I follow her and she was on vacation recently, I think, or went to someone's birthday party on the beach. And she shows herself, it's like photos and then a video of her doing a cartwheel. And it's just like you and I doing a cartwheel. She's not a gymnast. It's a regular run-of-the-mill cartwheel. And I open the comments because I'm always very curious. And the top comment says, you don't even have the right form. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that's what she's doing the cartwheels for. And I'd have to send Tom's message to that person. Yeah. Who cares? She's not a gymnast. She's not. She's having fun. Can people not have fun anymore? Do you have to like judge somebody? Yeah. It's so crazy. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, Tom. Back to the. (laughs) But like doesn't even have the right form. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't have the right form. I know. Shut the fuck up. Do you think you are? Anyway, move on to powerlifting supportive gear here. Hmm. You guys need to watch the documentary West Side versus the World. It's uh, available from my cable provider, and it'll cost you maybe 10 or 12 bucks to buy it, but they do a good job of going over the supportive gear and how it's evolved over the years, and I'll have to throw in a photo of some of it here. Now, the interesting thing about it, less than 10 days later... Oh, sorry, Tom, I scooted ahead on X. I'll figure it out. Um... I love the evolution of gear. Oh, right. I love it. Sporting gear. It's amazing. And it's come a long way specifically. I think everything has changed since the age of computers mm-hmm. have really taken over since like, let's age say the 80s. Of Aquaria, <laughs> age but of Aquaria. Age of Aquaria. We can perform science scientific experiments so much quicker. I know. And we learn a lot like, well, actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't want to be a know-it-all. <laughs> But sports gear has changed so much. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. There's um, like skis, snowboards, mountain bikes. We got mountain bikes in Mount Bachelor that were amazing. Well, they were like spaceships. Yeah. That's why I hurt myself. <laughs> okay. Hopefully I found your place again, Tom. Sorry if I didn't. I'll have to throw in a photo of some of it here. Look at that. Now, the interesting thing about it, lifters are all built a little differently. Like I said, a guy with short arms like me, He's going to be a big bencher. You get a guy with longer arms, though. They could be a good deadlifter. It just depends on how we're built. But at the end of the day, a lifter is always good at two of the three power lifts. That's a squat, bench, and deadlift. And they always struggle with one. For me, that was a deadlift. So I guess I just validated what I just told you. That's interesting. I didn't know any of this. And it makes sense because... It's almost like the same reason they said that Michael Phelps was such a good swimmer is that his body was almost like built for it. Like he his also shape. has gills. <laughs> but they said like the length of his arms and the shape of his body and the fact that his torso was so long. You know, there's certain things that like are attributed to being a better swimmer, I guess. Lance Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the EPO, uh, the blood doping, all that mm-hmm. stuff, he also had tremendous lungs. His lung capacity, the volume was, yeah, it was and like, this could be an urban legend, but I believe they they measure it, mm-hmm. and his lung capacity was just outstanding. It's interesting. So is his ability to cheat. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. I don't um, mind though. I, I, I really, I mean, to watch Lance Armstrong, I, I kind of sometimes feel like we should allow people to to do these these drugs to see what the human what, what people are. Can we do? Yeah, because it's like, it was amazing. He when when he was when he was really winning, there'd be stages of the Tour de France where. Everyone's struggling to go uphill, and the mm-hmm. guy is passing. It's like, and he looks like he's got another gear on his bike. It's just nuts. And and do you hear what I hear? 
Is that the ice cream man? I hear an ice cream man. Ice cream man! Hey, hey, hey! Got any strawberry Ma, shortcake bars? Ma, the ice cream man is ice coming! Ice cream man is coming! Throw down some money! The ice cream man is coming! <laughs> I got my eyes. I got my <laughs> Okay, sorry, it's Eddie Murphy. Okay, back to Tom. Sorry, we got off track. Now for the dogs. <laughs> my two dogs never met each other. I got them three and a half weeks apart. Now, Max was a purebred Jack Russell, and he wound up dying of canine cognitive dysfunction. Oh, Essentially, so that's a dog form of Alzheimer's disease, and unfortunately, it wasn't a pretty end. You know, we're not going to get into the details because it wouldn't do any of you all any good to hear it, but I had sworn I'd never get another one. Well, the house was too quiet, and here, less than 10 days later, a dog that was identical showed up in a shelter about an hour down the road. Wow. I was negotiating with the breeder to get another Jack Russell, and that fell through. And I said, I hadn't forgotten about that other dog, and it was the second appointment to meet him. You've got to have an appointment at this shelter. And the first one didn't show up, so it was meant to be. Although he's a schnauzer mix. Looks just like my old Jack Russell. In fact, I got both of their paintings up on the wall downstairs. That's my doggy wall of fame. But <laughs> the proper thing to do, Katie, if a dog dies, it's pack members, meaning the other dogs that are regularly in contact with it. Those dogs need to see the dog that's deceased. Now, my dog, mm. Whitey, was looking for mom and dad's dog after he died. It was sad. I mean, it was obvious that he was looking for his buddy that he had lost and kind of wish that we had brought him out there the day we buried poor spark and uh, that way he could have seen it and he would have known it was final and mm. that his buddy that makes sense though it's almost like they don't know what happened because we can't communicate with them you're not like oh they died and they're like ruff ruff message received <laughs> right you know but if they get to see them and smell them and poke them and recognize that that's happened, because I'd assume there's something innate in them to know that, oh, that one has passed on kind of thing. Mm. Part of their pack is injured, right? They have to have some kind of wiring to understand that, I would assume. Then maybe that would make it better for them. Because, oh, my God, nothing makes me cry more than watching those dogs miss their other partners online. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker, you guys, sucker. Okay, sorry, Tom. Was no longer around. I guess it's kind of like us people, you know, needing to go to the funeral home to pay our respects but that's enough from old tom from virginia today i'll I'll just throw in a funny story about that supportive gear before i leave (laughs) it was funny years ago i was lifting in a meet and they had a swimming pool this was an athletic center there was this beautiful blonde that come down the hall and i knew better than to look at her because i didn't want to distract myself from what i was about to do that was going up and warming up for the deadlift but I tell you, with them tight-fitting singlets, don't want to get too excited. <laughs> on, you might be pointing at the girl. <laughs> anyway, Tom loves you all. He's always, always happy to see you. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, the wrong uniform to... Um... Yeah, you can't. There's no, no secrets. <clears throat> can't keep any secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, we were just talking about him, but uh, he had a skit, and it was uh, basically, you know, you're, you have no... Uh, no control when you're younger. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, I'll take the zero. Yeah. As, that's when your teacher says, Mr. Murphy, you want to come up here and work that problem out on the board? No, it's all right. I'll take the zero. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom sent some pictures. That's the 
the bench press shirt looks like an armor plate. Oh. It's kind of hard to tell, but you see the arms go through. Oh, wow. So it's stiff. It protects you, oh. I'd assume. Yeah, right. So you don't bust a, a shoulder. And then there's two cute doggos. Oh, wonderful. Oh, the cute. Which one's whitey and which one's uh, I'm Sparky? Not sure. Is that what he said? Sparky? Spark. But that Spark. was his dad's dog. That wasn't oh. his. Um, super cute. And Whitey's still alive. So I think yeah. Whitey still doesn't have one of these, maybe. Oh, these are just the dogs who have. From, uh, from the times have before. Returned to the, mm-hmm. the guff or yep. know, something. Yep. Something, something. Okay. Um, do we have time for one more or should we yeah. call it? Yeah. Okay. We'll put one more letter up and, uh, or one more message and, and we'll go from there. And then I have to get busy cause I have to fire up the barbecue. I am going to cook some pork tenderloins, which by the way, I don't know what the price of meat is, uh, where you live, but beef is like $700 a pound. Chicken is. No, it's not. Is it? Well, a, a package of chicken breasts from Costco is like. 45 bucks or 36 dollars yes a package of steaks is like 45 bucks and that gives you four steaks so you know it's kind of expensive but you know what isn't that expensive is Mm -hmm. pork tenderloin pork tenderloin which is is, i find it's it's not very fatty it's tasty not very fatty yeah so anyways we're pork lender pork tenderloin family (laughs) pork lender (laughs) pork lenderloin we have a speak pipe oh we have we don't have another letter yet. We have a speak pipe. Okay, yeah. From Ellison. Are you ready? Okay. I turn our volume back up. Dun, 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 dun. Ellison. Ellison. What did I say? Ellison? No. Hello, Kitty and Sean. Um, uh, this is your resident dad joke, joke teller, and I don't currently have any dad jokes for you. That's okay. However, I do have a story. So, I, during my college years, have worked in a call center. It's honestly the best paying job in the town I live in, and it's inbound calls instead of outbound calls, so I'm not cold calling to people. Love it. Better. However, I have a story. So this lady called in and got one of my friends that has since left the company, but got one of my friends who... We were conf- our voices were confused all the time, so people would call in and say, "Oh, I th- I think I was just speaking to you," and they were actually speaking to my friend. Anyway, this lady calls in and is irate that she spoke to someone named Hodis, who was said she was going to call her back, but didn't call her back, and she was livid that <laughs> Hodis. this Hodis person hadn't kept up their promise and so she spent about a good 15 minutes telling my friend this story about how she talked to hodis and the details are a little fuzzy now and i'm running out of time but turns out there is literally no one who has ever worked at the company by that name so it's a running joke hodis causes all of the problems <laughs> you have to be like who who did that or didn't do that it was I wonder hodis. If they called the wrong company yeah, or if they misheard really terribly. But what rhymes with, or what sounds like Hodis? That's what I was trying to think. Gary? No, it wasn't Gary. No, you, you couldn't. I mean, I don't know. Holly it has the Y. No. Potus, the president of the, the United pre- States. No, no, <laughs> it's Flotus. <laughs> Scotus. Scotus. I know Hodis. What a funny. I love that. Yeah. Hodis. Well, I'm going to start blaming stuff on Hodis, too. Yeah. When Sean's like, did you get that done? I was like, Hodis didn't do it. I told her to do it. God dang, Hodis. God damn it. <laughs> Never does anything right. 
Oh my God. <sighs> Thank you for sharing. I love that very much. I will continue to use that in my regular life. Awesome. And uh, Tom, that gear looks pretty serious. Yeah, pretty hardcore. Maybe I'll get some and just start strutting around town. Like I won't do the actual work, but I'll wear the gear. You know those people Mm -hmm. who wear gear, but they don't actually, you know, or like uh, you go to the ski hill, you know, Mm -hmm. and you get up on the mountain and and the person with the newest, bestest, bestest gear. Has never been before. Gets off the trail and they crash. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they have money, but Mm -hmm. they don't have the. They haven't practiced. I'm going to start strutting around with powerlifting gear on. I'll have to probably draw on some muscles, though, or, like, get an inflatable. Annie can help you out, my friend Annie Letterman. <laughs> she draws on her six-pack, so she can she can draw okay, this will be some our, muscles. Okay, this will be our last before we leave. But mm-hmm. if if you're looking for comedy podcast, Annie Wood, A-N-N-I-E, because her name is Annie. She's in Hollywood. Annie Wood. She's really funny. Is a funny podcast. Like, that lady has it, right? She's, she's got, really she's good. She's got the, that, that shine, that funniness. That shine, that funniness. <laughs> but when she she's drew on her abs, that was pretty. She still does it. I love it. Oh, does it's she? Like a, it's a running thing. She does it all the time. I saw a very hairy man online, like George the Animal Steel Harry. Okay. Which, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. if you're her suit, you're her suit. Let it, let it flow in the wind. But this man reverse shaved in a six pack. So everything was hairy except for his six pack. Where like these, and it was quite funny. But he, I think he was doing it like taking it a little, like he was doing it on purpose, like oh, serious. Like I he, thought it was a joke, like Annie drawing hers in. No, I think this man thought it was a good. Oh, it was a good look. Good look. Oh no. Yeah. Somebody, I mean, it kind of looked interesting. I was somebody like, oh. should tell him. Yeah. Somebody who has an opinion. Mm. Wants to put in their two cents. I'll start using Rogaine all over my tummy. <laughs> get some big hairy belly, and then I'll just I'll just shave in abs. You don't have a hairy belly. No, that's why I got to get the Rogaine. Oh, I see. You're going to grow the hair to shave the yeah. hair into a shape. I don't have enough pack. Latisse to uh, to put on my belly. Latisse, just, just don't put it No, not. What, what's this? Oh, no, Lash MD. That's what I've been using. Uh-huh. How do my eyebrows look? Remember, we started. Beautiful. Are they filling in? They actually are filling in. I have to be honest, they're a little. I noticed a couple of coarse ones. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. Because they're gray. I hate to tell you. My eyebrows are gray? Mm-hmm. No, I don't have any gray eyebrows. You take that back. <laughs> I, t- I take it back. All right. Bye. Okay. <laughs>